All right, it's time to start. Everybody excited? Yeah. Excellent. Welcome to second, third session of the day. I don't know, the second breakout. Yeah, second breakout. My name is Aaron DeLong. Did I say that right? You guys get that? Uh, Aaron DeLong. And uh, this is Derek Smith. Uh, I'm the lead pastor at Simple Church. Derek is the creative pastor at Simple Church, uh, where we pastor just east of Columbus in Reynoldsburg. Uh, we are a church in an Aldi grocery store, which is really cool. That's not what we're here for today, though. Um, <laughs> I have Derek here. Uh, what, what you're all going to want to do by the end of this session is figure out how to get a time machine and go back to the first session and take his first session because a lot of what we're going to talk about today in the digital space, he shared a lot of like the equipment and the how-to, like some of the, the, the equipment and hardware uh, ways to do that in his session. So. Please make sure you talk to Derek if you want his presentation. It was all visually presented and very well done, and then you can also listen to it, I believe. Uh, but, uh, but I ask him to be here because really, uh, as the lead pastor, my job is to cast vision uh, for what we want to do, and then Derek's job is to make it happen. And so I want him in here because even though they ask me to talk about it because it's my church, this is the guy, right? So... Um, He's the one that made it. Everything happened for us. So today we are going to talk about storytelling in the digital age. What you need to know about us is that when the pandemic hit, we left our building. We kind of did a survey of the people that were coming to our church. Only 37% of the people wanted to come back. We said that's not enough for us. And so we committed to being online, much like Andy Stanley did through the rest of 2020. And, uh, and that brought us to a place of just being online only, taking all of our energy, all of our efforts, and focusing it here. So what we're going to show you today and what I'm going to share with you today is what things could look like if you had all the resources to do it. And mainly that was your focus. But then I'll also provide you a framework uh, of questions that you can go back to your team uh, and talk about why do we want to be in this space? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? What is it going to look like for us, right? So uh, know that even what I'm going to show you today, some of the actual samples of what we do in an online space, um, we actually stopped doing as soon as we got back into person in November, right? Because it's, it takes a lot of effort, but we're still making the effort. It just looks different, okay? Is that clear? I told Derek, I said, I feel a little bit like a hypocrite because the Ministry Network asked us to come in and do this because of what we did in our online presence. We spent nearly two years online only. So we developed uh, some, some great content that was connecting with our audience and our people. Uh, and so I think that's why they asked me to share. So we're going to do that, okay? Now, before we get into it, we're going to create a roadmap. So I know I sent out an email and asked you guys, like, what is it you want to learn? Uh, and I probably did that a little premature. I, I think I did that two weeks ago, and some of you responded. But uh, what is it you hope to get out of our time today? So just you can raise your hand or just shout it out. What is it you want to learn today? Say it again. No, I did. You got the email, okay. Audio, like through the live stream. Okay. Audio, specifically about the hardware or how you do it or? Okay. Live stream audio. There's one. Storytelling skills. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so you want to develop yourself as a storyteller. Okay. Importance of storytelling. Importance of storytelling. Okay. Broadcasting. Um, like we have a lot of issues at our church with Facebook in particular kicking us off when we try and broadcast. Interesting. And I don't know why, and I was hoping maybe you get a little insight. Okay. Randy. Not church and missions organization, but. 
telling the story better across multiple platforms. What does better look like for you? Um, really capturing what God is doing and communicating in a way that resonates with people. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's like a live experience, a real, real live connection, right? Because this is a beautiful thing. That I get to be close. We have this connection. We, well, I'm just saying, it's, it was beautiful for me. Uh, maybe not for you. <laughs> but, but the screen is, is, uh, is a great barrier. It's how do, I, how do I communicate life change through a screen? That's, that's a challenge, isn't it? How do I take that, that somebody has surrendered their life? Somebody's, how do I take, hey, somebody's, somebody's going through the effort to strengthen their marriage. Somebody's going through the effort of becoming a better parent. Somebody's, somebody chose to tithe this week. Somebody got bad. Like, how do I take all that? and translate life change through a screen. That's the challenge, isn't it? It's good. Thanks, Randy. It's Randy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Mark. What questions are you asking yourself as you're creating that content to make sure it's a story and not just accurate information? Ooh, excellent. Yeah, that's not okay. advertisement, but more informational, but more real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Derek, you getting all that? Right. Excellent. <laughs> yes, sir. So I found when I'm speaking to a camera, it just doesn't feel as authentic and real as if you're speaking to an audience of like mm-hmm. people that you can read and talk to and let, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. can respond. So how do you how do you translate over so it's just not awkwardly talking to a camera? How do you Excellent. make it like you're sitting in an audience with people? How would you make it like you're sitting there having an audience? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you know. <laughs> so so I'll just I'll answer this one while he's writing, but like. Uh, for us, I actually, what? You missed I missed that. Oh, what, what was your time? Sorry. Yeah. Better storytelling across platforms, right? Um, we, I actually just brought a studio audience into the building. I put out chair, chairs to, around the camera, and I had people to interact with. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. See you guys later. It's been a great session. Successful unveiling. Yes, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, you can. Yeah. So we we only have 45 minutes, okay? So not all day, yes, sir. Uh, hardware suggestion for a microphone that doesn't make your voice sound flat. Um, when I do videos, sometimes my voice gets super flattened out. I don't have as much inflection, mm. and it just makes it really boring, like Ben Stiller. Okay. Ben Ben Stiller. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a Ben. I don't think it's the Stiller, but that's cool. I was like Stein. Stein. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Yo, all good. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'll think about that. Yep. Anybody else? Roger, you had your hand up. Did I get your question already? Somebody else. Anybody else? Yes. Sorry. Ladies first. Just like from a social media and communication standpoint, like the best way to take all the work that's done on Sunday and just move it consistently throughout the week. Mm. What is the best way? Because you can waste a lot of time posting stuff, but if it's not consistent, people aren't engaging with it. Matter. Then why do it? Does that sound good? So I have a presentation, and if my presentation uh, within that that we don't answer those questions, we will try to rapid fire these at the end. Is that a deal for everybody? Sure. Everybody good? What other questions do you have? I don't want you to miss out. What, what are you hoping to get out of today? Anything that we've left out? 
Fantastic. All right. Well, let's talk about storytelling. So what I realized from the questions that were sent in is that, um, so this session is supposed to be about how do we storytell in the digital age, but there was quite a bit of questions about what is storytelling? How do I become a better storyteller? And really, so I'm going to give you a framework for storytelling, but there are multiple frameworks available out there, okay? Uh, Andy Stanley has a great one. If you, if you want a good resource for this, Communicating for Change is a great framework uh, as far as delivering messages. This is the one I'm giving you, and it's actually from uh, Donald Miller. has a, a brand called Story Brand. So if you look up that kind of stuff, he's, he's got... He's going to dive in way, into way more than what I can do in this time. So here we go. The problem with... Uh, with storytelling, first is that everyday people are bombarded, especially in the digital space. They are being bombarded with all kinds of messages, and the messages that they choose to listen to are the messages that are communicated simply and clearly. If you are not spending time making sure that your message, whether in person or online, is clear, you are being unkind to your audience. And in fact, if you're unclear, your audience will check out. That, that's just what's going to happen. What happens is when we're unclear, we have confusing messages, and these confusing messages lead to all kinds of problems. Uh, for us in the church, and I'm just speaking from a church perspective, people don't understand exactly what Jesus or our church has to offer. Uh, pastors can't effectively share why Jesus is better than what the world has to offer. Uh, and the why of our mission gets muddled, and we aren't connected to a deeper sense of meaning. Not only this, but our message, the words that we choose to use, are spoken in thousands of different ways. For example, if I were to ask this room, what is discipleship? Do you know how many different answers I would get? Some of you would answer it through the framework of what your church calls discipleship. Some of you would answer it within how Jesus did it. Some of you would you'd have lots of different answers across the board because this word discipleship has become so watered down that the message is just not clear. Right? We need to bring clarity to what it is exactly we are talking about. Also, because our message is confusing, word isn't spreading about what we offer because it's not clear. I can't tell you what it is that, that happens at our church. I can't explain to you what life change is. Right? We have some difficulties there. And people are trying other forms of religion and spirituality like New Age, Buddhism, Islam. They're looking for some solutions. So what do we do? The solution is simply that in our storytelling, we've got to have a framework that we look through how we're telling the stories so that we can make sure there are certain elements that are present in every single time we communicate. Whether this is in a short form, a long form, medium form, doesn't matter. You need to make sure that, that it ticks off a, a few things to help clarify your message. And once you learn the framework, I promise you, you'll learn to be heard You'll be understood uh, in, inside your church and outside of your church. So uh, let's take a look at it. Here's, here's essentially what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you a plan, okay? So I'm, you're going to learn the framework, filter all your communication through it, and then you're going to get some traction around what you, it is you're looking to accomplish. I promise you that. So uh, it'll help you commu communicate clearly, unlike me in this moment. <laughs> This framework is good for that because it takes Sunday. There's a lot going on, and everything you communicate on Sunday doesn't necessarily need to be to go online. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Only to that. So I think if you follow this framework, take what you do on Sunday and then use this to use that on social media. Okay. Yep
if you become the most simple and clear communicator in the space you're trying to occupy, you win. Keep the main thing the main thing, right? So in every space that you're in, keep it simple, keep it clear. We like that, because we're a simple church. Ding! <laughs> yeah. Now, I understand, I, I get the challenge here. You need to understand that when people are listening to you, there, there's some brain games that are going on, right? Uh, everybody's listening to, to what you're saying to them, but they're also, the brain is doing two things. The first thing the brain is doing is, your brain is always trying to survive and thrive, right? So through whatever content is being presented to you online or on Sunday morning, it's, you're asking yourself the question of, is this going to help me survive? So survival is basic needs, right? This is, the, this, is, this is my basic. Love, safety, security, like these are the basic needs. Look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is the, this is the first four or five of them on that list. These are the things I need to survive. And, and once that's taken care of, the next thing is growth. It's the rest of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Which lands and ends in a place of transcendence where I'm good, but now I'm taking everything that's good about me and I'm giving it to other people. I'm, I'm now making a difference in the world, right? So people, people are looking for, are my basic needs taken care of? And am I growing? Am I thriving? And in such a way that I can make a difference in people's lives, right? So they're looking for that kind of stuff. Everything outside of that, you're, the brain turns off. Your brain is always trying to conserve calories. There's this great video uh, that, that uh, um, uh, a guy, Professor Wiseman put out. I can't think of his first name right now, but he put out this video of these guys passing a ball around. And they're, they're all passing this ball, and they're like, hey, just watch them. Can you count how many times the ball was passed? And the ball gets passed around this, this court multiple times. And then at the end, he goes, did you see the gorilla walking through the middle of them? Yeah. No, you didn't, because your brain is busy focusing in on what you were told to focus in on and you, when you go back and watch it again there's a gorilla that just kind of saunters right in the middle of everybody right we our brain is created to conserve calories to conserve energy and the stuff that's just not important we'll just kind of forget that's why your message has to be simple it has to be clear uh, when we communicate we have to help people survive and thrive if you're not talking about that kind of stuff they're going to tune you out if your storytelling doesn't include this, if it isn't about how they can survive uh, in, their, in their marriage, come on somebody, how they survive with their kids, you know, how, how actually how their kids survive living with you maybe, you know, that might be the thing. How do we, how do we thrive? How do we get to a place where we, we are financially uh, good stewards, right? How do we get to a place so that we can tithe? How do we get to a place where we're fully surrendered followers of Christ? This is more than surviving, this is thriving. If your message isn't talking about those things, you're missing something. So let me give you a quick assessment. Um, it's important that, that you have, uh, understand how you're currently communicating because uh, the average uh, person encounters more than 3,000 uh, commercial messages each day and it's getting harder and harder to get, get people's attention. So they're designed to ignore us, but we can get them to listen to us and respond. So first question is for you, and I would love for you to rank yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, like, nope, not doing this well at all. 10, we're doing this really well. Is the message you are communicating helping people understand how Jesus can help them survive and thrive? So answer that question for yourself. Just, just take a note. Is the message you're communicating helping people uh, survive and thrive? On a one out of ten. You don't need to, to share with me, but if you'd like to, you can. Great. Let's keep moving. <laughs> can the people we're trying to reach name the, name the main problem Jesus solves if we ask them? Is your message that clear? 
Do they understand it? There is a problem in my life and Jesus is the answer to it. Third question. Is your message clear and simple? Now the results of this should tell you the areas that you need to grow in, right? This is just, it's a simple, simple thing for you. If you want, I'll send my notes to you and you can have those, those questions to work with your team um, uh, back home. But the results are very telling for you. What you need most, again, is a storytelling framework, right? So storytelling framework will make sure that you have a consistent delivery of this. I think once you get into the rhythm of it, you'll, you'll begin to understand. I'm going to show it to you in a second and, and it'll be very clear to you. It's very simple, uh, as it should be. So, so here is the storytelling framework. First... You need to start off with a character, with a problem that meets a guide, who gives them a plan and calls them to action that results in success or results in failure. So let me go down that. So you meet a character. Who's the characters? When, when we're communicating on a Sunday morning, or we're, we're given a message, who's the characters? So I'm sorry, whoa, say it again. Audience, yep, so, so the, the, the us, you, them, me, right? We're the characters in this story, right? And the problem. What, what is the problem? The problem sin issues, marriage, our finances, our emotions, our mental health, right? That, that's the problems that we're, in, that we're experiencing. We meet the guide. Who's the guide? Jesus is a great guide. That's right. But then there's also the biblical authors. You know, we've got Paul. We can introduce them to these guides or even pastors, Right? Uh, gives them the plan. If you were to tell me what God's plan is summarized in, uh, in in two words, could you tell it to me? What is every plan? So we've got a problem. What what is everything going to land on? To have family. To make family. Make family. Love God, love people. I would say that that our spiritual journeys, if I could say, would be trust God. Trust God with the marriage. That's the plan. Trust God. And then, of course, there's a call to action. Hey, this is how trusting God plays out. Right? In your family, this is how... You might need to get some counseling. Here's, some, here's how that'll play out. You might need to confess some sin. You might need to, uh, to, to come alongside and get a mentor. Right? Like, so so the, the plan is always trust God, but then there's the calls to action that demonstrate you're trusting God in this space. Right? And trusting God will always, always uh, put you in a space of surrender. So, so then the next one is um, the success. So what's the success look like? Well, we share with people like, hey, so if, if this is successful, what will happen is God will add his power to it, and you'll be blessed as you do it, right? We stick to God's plan, that's what will happen. If you don't, well, you're going to continue in the pain that you're in, and then we can also describe future pain, right? So this is just a simple framework, a simple framework uh, that will help. So, like, uh, let, let, let's do... Um, everybody familiar with the movie Star Wars? Yeah. Let's play it. Let's play the game. So, so who's the character, the main character in Star Wars? The original trilogy, right? Okay, let's just stick there. <laughs> so, episodes four, five, and six for, for the nerds. Luke! Yeah, Luke! What's the problem? Yeah, yeah. Help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope, right? Lanny's his, his sister but was his girlfriend for a little while. This is weird. I don't... Who's the guide? Obi-Wan. Ah, Obi- in this one, Obi-Wan is the guide. Yeah, that's correct. And what's the plan? Use the force. Use the force, Luke. Yeah, it's part of the plan, I'm sure, yeah. 
yeah, so we're going to trust the Force, we're going to become a Jedi, we're going we're gonna to meet Yoda, we're going to get trained, uh, and then there's a call to action. What's the action? Destroy the Death Star! That's right. Not once, but twice, because it was so good. Right? Okay. And then the, the success would look like what? Yeah, the Death Star, we already said it. The, the Death Star is destroyed. Failure would be... Yeah, the, the, the Emperor. Yeah, it takes over. Yep. Yeah. Right? How about this? How about let, let's go biblical. Here's your biblical story. What? what who's? Uh, let's let's do the um, the story of of uh, Gideon, right? So Gideon's our main character. You got your answer there. What's the problem? Anybody remember? They're under attack by the Midianites. Yep. Yep. Who's the guide? The angel. Angel of the Lord. Yep. Yep. So the Lord's speaking through an angel. Yep. And what's the plan? You're going to fight the Midianites, right? Go, go out and go out, tear down, tear down all the altars of Baal and of Asherah, and you're going to go out and fight them, right? So Gideon does that. And the call to action, somebody already said it, was to shrink the army. Shrink the army. Let's show up with clay pots and torches and, and, and horns. Okay. <laughs> Can I go home? And, and success would look like the Midian army would be defeated and then, or, or the failure thereof, right? Though, how, how many of our stories that we tell on even a Sunday morning or even in social media look like this? Usually, it's hey, we as a church are getting together to have a great potluck at 10 o'clock on Wednesday. Don't miss it. See, brother, brother Hessel, and brother Hessel, who's brother Hessel? Does anybody know brother Hessel? I don't know him. I'm a new person in your church. Go see them. Everything we're expressing is it's an internal thing. A lot of times Sorry, it's a pet peeve. This is what we are doing. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about the character then. It doesn't say anything about what their problems could be. It doesn't really give them a guide. It doesn't really give them the next steps to what to do with that. It doesn't really give them a plan except for show up or don't miss this, which is... And bring that one delicious dish, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think often our, our stories that we tell in our communications miss a lot of this. Mm -hmm. it's, very intro, it's very internal. This is what we're doing. Be, be there or be square. That's it. Even the invite to the potluck can follow this framework. No, no. You give me the example. So, so the invite to the potluck. Follow the story. Characters them. Yeah, characters them. Thank you. What's the problem? Is hunger really the problem? Take a look at me. <laughs> There it is. That's a real problem. We're disconnected, right? Especially coming out of a pandemic. I, we call it, we are relationally atrophied. We don't know if we shake hands, we're going to elbow, or we're just going to air five. We, we don't, we've forgotten how to be in public with people, right? It's getting better, but we're disconnected. There's the problem. Great. Who's the guy? Church. Yeah, yeah, probably the church at this point, right? Since it's just a, a, a Facebook post. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Sure. yeah. And what's the plan? Potluck, that's right. What's the call to action? Show up and bring a dish, that's right. And then the, the success is? How many buckets of KFC chicken, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no? That's not success. Oh, yeah. Yeah, re yeah. Yeah. It's the solution for the problem. Or failure is to walk away. Just to walk away still disconnected, right? So, so in, in, in part of this plan and the call to action, there might be a, hey, come and meet somebody you don't know. 
there also might be a bring a game that you enjoy playing that you want to share, right? So there's a, there's a deeper action, there's a call here. So like, hey, don't just show up. We're not just going to have a potluck. We're going to show up with some intentionality on how we get to know one another and we get connected, right? Okay. This framework can, is very, very useful. Uh, here, here's another way to look at it. The, the same framework, but I'm just asking different questions at each one of them, okay? So, so what, do, what do people want? What, what, what do people want? Uh, people, uh, people want a transformation, right? They want to do more. They want to be more. They want to become something. They want to have something better. They want to do better. Second thing, what are people experiencing? They've got internal and external struggles that they're dealing with, and they want you as a church to address those problems. Uh, the, have you positioned Jesus as the guide to the people? Have you made it clear that, that Jesus is the answer? Have you made it clear that, that about his qualifications, about his uh, relatability, the provision that he has, the passion that he has, or even the mission that he's on? Do people understand that? Do the people understand God's plan? Like, is it, is it, uh, do they understand what God wants for them in the first place? Are your calls to action and obedience clear? Andy Stanley calls this easy, obvious, intentional. If you haven't made it easy, obvious, and intentional, people aren't going to do it. Right? Because why? Because their brain is just filtering out all that stuff, right? Easy, obvious, intentional. That's that bringing clarification to it. Six, have you explained what their life will look like if they follow God's plan? Do you have testimonies? Is there a story you can share of somebody in the congregation? Not just telling a biblical story, but is there a real life example? How does it impact you as the communicator? Oftentimes that's the stance we take is, hey, this has made a difference in my life and it'll make a difference in your life too. And have you explained the negative consequences of not following God's plan, the future or continued pain? Do they understand these things? So, so this is the, the basic storytelling framework. Uh, and so how does that translate to the digital world? So I'm going to give you a few questions that will help you shape that answer because uh, it isn't just... I can't just come in here and tell you to do what we did, okay? Like I said, our, our context is very different. The reason we got invited here is because we were nearly two years in an online format only. So here's a few questions when it comes to getting into the digital space. So that storytelling framework you can use on Sunday morning in person. You can also use it uh, online and you need to, right? So use that as your framework to make sure everything's clear. But the reason, when we get to the digital space, you need to decide why you're getting into digital space. What, what is your motivation? Why do you want to be there? Because if God hasn't called you to be there, if your motivation to be there is not about reaching people and you have a divine call to do that, you're going to get really frustrated because digital space is flooded with options. My goodness, I realize that I am dev devilishly handsome, okay? I get that out here all the time, but I'm just kidding. But people have it in the digital space, they have an option of listening to Stephen Furtick. I'm not him. Judah Smith, Chris Hodges, Andy Stanley. There is no shortage of really great communicators to listen to. Why are they going to tune in to me? And if I'm not called to be in that space, I'm going to be frustrated because in the digital space, it takes time. If you listen to Mike Todd, he got on Craig Rochelle's podcast, his leadership podcast, and he was talking about for years 
years, nobody was paying any attention to them. They would get like 100 hits on their videos. And then he did this relationship series. They kept at it. They were faithful to it because they felt God called them to do it. They did this relationship series, and one tweet set everything off like, like wildfire for them. And now Mike Todd is Mike Todd. You know what I'm saying? If you know, if anybody know who Mike Todd is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Relationship goals guy, right? Um, and then all, all their content... People started watching it. And it's like, it's going to take time to build up your audience. And so if you don't have a good why to be there, you've missed it. Now, if your why to get in there is because of the pandemic, I'm going to tell you, you've already missed the boat, right? We're we're coming out of this thing in Jesus' name. Yeah, in Jesus' name. And I ain't going back. Uh, and so, so if you did it because, of the, if you're here to talk about it because of that, you, I think you've missed the boat. But if you're doing it because a, a really good valid reason is because the front door of your church has moved. The front door of your church is no longer the physical front door of your building. Now the front door of your church is online. So people are checking out your church before they ever walk through the doors. And they'll do that for weeks for weeks at a time. People are like, yeah, I feel like I've been part of your church for a year. I know I've only been here two weeks. Unpack that for me. What do you mean? Well, I've been watching you online. Mm-hmm. And so, so for us, it's like, man, we want to be in this digital space uh, because we want, we want people to love what they're experiencing online so much that they feel compelled to come into the building because there's nothing like being in the building. And you guys know that, right? There's nothing like it. So, so why does your church want to go digital? You need to answer that question for yourselves and have a good why. If you don't have a good why, get one. Next question. De- determine your who. Who are you trying to reach? When we first started, pandemic hit, we bought uh, a 10church.online, that's the website, and we decided we were going to broadcast our, our services across the country in every time zone at 10 a.m., so every time zone had us... No, no, this is the wrong idea. I just wanted to tell you. We were, we were just having conversation and just dreaming. Like, you know, what if churches across the country aren't responding? What if they aren't like we were, just going online only? There was very few churches that did that. What if there's a need here? So we, we started advertising across the country on Google. We, we paid for this website. We were running campuses and had, had people, people looking over those online campuses every time. At 10 a.m., it started in a new time zone. And, uh, and we, we found that nobody was showing up for any of them outside of the 10 a.m., the 12 p.m., and there was... a excuse me, a few stragglers that were hanging out in the 6 p.m. one, right? So Eastern time. So we wound up cutting everything in between, and then it just got less and less and less. This is a bad idea, but we were trying to reach everybody. And what happens when you reach everybody, it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall, right? Anybody ever done that before? Yeah, Yeah, what, what sticks, right? We were just trying to figure it out like everybody was. So I wouldn't tell you necessarily to do that, but you need to determine your who. You need to do like a, a demographic study in your area. What, what area are you trying to reach? Are you trying to reach your zip code? Are you trying to reach, what, 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 is, the, what is the radius around your church building? Is it the world? Great, good luck. That's awesome. Uh, go for it. Go for it. Try to, if that's who the Lord's called you to do. But determine your who, because knowing your who will shape your how. When I'm with kids, I don't tell kids, kids uh, the, the, the story of Gideon the same way that I tell it to adults. There's things that matter to kids, right? They, kids are listening for the story, but they're listening for opportunities to be inspired. They're looking for adults to be silly and to be fun and colorful. And they're looking for it to change like every 15 seconds, right? Kids, you got, man, has anybody ever tried to stand in front of a child and like keep their attention? <laughs> 
yeah, it's tough, right? And so we have to, so if, we're, if our target audience is kids, we've got to do things differently. Uh, if it's teens, if it's young professionals, families, singles, men, women, eth ethnic groups, if you're trying to reach a specific ethnic group, each group will shape how you tell your story. Uh, for example, uh, in our kids' ministry, when we went online, I didn't want to just do Sunday morning service. I said, we've got to have something for our kids because kids tend to get left out of the equation. For example, how many of you guys went online only for a little bit? Anybody, even for a short time? Okay, hands down. Did you provide content for your kids? Was it content you produced? Interesting. Wow, well done, you guys. For a lot of people, they went to Orange and they purchased the curriculum. For us, we wanted a constant contact with our kids' pastor so that when we came back into services, they're like, I know this person. I've spent the last two years, or how we didn't know it was going to be two years, but I've spent the last year looking at this person on my screen. In fact, when we got back together, I was a bit of a celebrity because I got involved in the kids' ministry too, and the kids were like, I know you. You're on my TV screen. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Yep. Yep. So I know I'm running out of time and I want to get through these things. So let me just kind of show you. Uh, this is what some of our kids' ministry content looked like. So, first things first. This is my daughter. Athlete, you have to stretch great. That's rule number one. So, first, I'll stretch my arms. It's colorful. And now, stretch my back. I'm going down. <laughs> You had to see the whole episode uh, to get... Yeah, of course. And how's that going for you? Why do you even have to ask? Clearly, it's going fantastic. But there's still one more step I need to get done. And what would that be? Fasting. I've never done it before. Have you? Actually, yeah, I have. That's cool. Do you mind if I give it a try real quick? Imagine That's being that. a kid and thinking what fasting is. So this is our, our, our uh, next-gen pastor. She's over the kids' ministry and student ministry. 
this bin. This is the face we wanted people to consistently open see. And ready to be filled with God, like our hearts were made to be. But sometimes things in our lives become like idols. They're distracting. They used to distract us from God. So whether um, it's playing video games or it's caring about what people think about us or maybe it's getting lots of likes on social media or maybe it's um, like uh, um, caring about our or posting our political beliefs on Facebook or maybe it's um, doing going to parties or it's uh, playing outside on our bikes or whatever it is and then in every one we included bloops at the end, right? Because those are just fun, so. <laughs> Do you know? You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Can I go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what does it look like I'm doing? A mirror. <laughs> I got a hair. <laughs> so we, we decided, hey, we want to be funny, we want to be colorful. We did this every week, right? We put a studio up, we filmed in front of a green screen. This was our response, right? Again, I understand this is a lot of work. It's a lot of... And the team was varied, right? I mean, I only showed you a few. We have 72 episodes. In fact, if you are interested, there's a QR code for our full kids ministry playlist. You're welcome to use them at your church if you'd like. It's, uh, it, it's again, the, the content was, was, I think, is what caught the Ministry Network's attention and probably why we, we got dragged in here today to talk to you. Yes, sir? Yeah, when did you um, put that online? Like, it wasn't 10 a.m.? Yeah, so we aired this at 9, kids was aired at 9 a.m., I believe. Yeah, it was actually live at 7, because we know sometimes kids get up early and parents mm-hmm. wanted to just shove them into something. Mm-hmm. So we aired it at 7, we announced it at 9 kids can officially watch it at 9 yep and then when we went to adult the uh, I don't want to say adult content like you know adult content I mean like (laughs) 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 we're a very relevant kind of church thank you Uh, (laughs) yeah I'm ready let's go let's do it Uh, no so we 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 decided for the adult content it needed to be relevant so so we need to get in their space um, it, it needed to be uh, fresh. It needed to be funny. We needed to talk about the gospel and the message in a way that people could understand and relate to. Um, and and we also thought, based on our demographic, which is 25 to 35 year old young families, um, we we thought, hey, the, we need to have a lot of cutaways. We need to have uh, pop culture references. And so there was a lot of planning that went into that. As I'm writing the messages. Uh, I would bring that to the table, and then I would give Derek things. You know, I even just make gestures on the screen, like something was supposed to pop up here, and then he would make that happen in post-production. Uh, so it, it would look something uh, like this. Oh, there we go. I'll just point out some of the elements on the screen and why they're why I'm showing you. What's up, simple kids? baby beard, baby beard, by the way. So glad you guys are with us today. We are kicking off a brand new series today uh, called our Summer Series. Pretty simple, huh? Hey, this series. See the little pop up, uh, right? Really not going to have like a main, and uh, they go out and they find an Andrew finds a kid who's got five loaves of bread and two fish. Now, did a little research, and I discovered that five loaves and two fish is the equivalent of a combo number one at Long John Silver's. That's what we're going to call it for the rest of this time. But we've got a combo number one. 
And so the kid willingly gives it. Every time I said it. Likely, Jesus gets a combo number one from this kid. <laughs> that a combo number one was in the But when we take time to look at it, that a combo number one was enough. And so Jesus accepted it. Baskets of leftover at the end. Come on, somebody. Now that's a tower that's on the so watch. So comment below. We were airing this in a campus, and now I'm engaging the people. Please share your thoughts below. Big, big stuff when we go on the screen. We actually figured out how to get into a studio. Into the bottom of the Protector thing there to keep keep stuff. I don't know. Keep you from finding stuff is what it was doing. Right. Lots of pairs of socks, but I found my Apple TV controller, man. We made it a priority that are coming up on the screen right now. You can do that. So again, this is just making sure things are clear. We're at the giving part of the of the service. Here's ways you can do that. Um, and and the thing about this is, not only did we do give this information on the screen, but in the campus there was a button they could click to give. And uh, when they're watching on Facebook, a lot of people just say, "Join us for Sunday service," and they waste that whole section there. Your, your links to your digital connection cards, digital ways to give, if you're talking about an event that, way, that day, if you don't make it easy, obvious, and intentional for them to connect, so we, we'll say, hey, on these, we'll talk about an event, and we'll go, the link is in the description of the video. If you don't make it easy for them to find it, they won't. They won't join. Remember, easy, obvious, intentional. If you're on ramps, uh, people want to get on the highway. They want to join you, right? But if you're on ramps and your signs are not clear, they won't figure out how to do it. All right, moving on. So determining the who. Do a, do a demographic study in your community. It'll help you decide your who, and then it'll shape your how, right? right? So I don't expect you to be funny if you're not funny. Be you. Figure out how to do it. You know, Derek, Derek and I both are, are comedy geniuses. Not really. But we, but we really enjoy comedy, and so that, that's something that came out uh, of what we wanted to do. We were like, let's make this engaging, okay? Um, so, so figure out who you're trying to reach, and then decide your what. Um, decide what, what is it you're going to put out there in your, in your storytelling, right? So are you going to do a full service? Is it going to be a shorter service? Uh, are you going to do songs? Because if you're going to do songs, we already know that there's, there's, you can't just air what's going on in the house speakers because what's in the house is not good for what's online. It just does not sound the same. How many of you guys are like, man, I, wa I was there present Sunday morning and then you watched it online later and it was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> what is that? Well, and you've got one singer who's just going to quit because they constantly sound terrible and it's humiliating to them. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying, right? So, but yes, but anointing needs to be EQ'd. <laughs> I'm just saying. Someone had a question about that earlier. So just for time reasons, see me afterwards and I can talk to you about the text why it might be dropping. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so for us, because we were completely digital, our order service looked like we had a welcome. So we we always talked to them about what to expect. We had an online campus, okay, uh, which is which is available to you for free. I'll give you that resource here in just a moment. But we had an online campus, a separate website people would go to where the video is being played, and we would always give them a hey, if this is your first time here. Here's what's around your screen right now. And somebody would point around and say, here's all the resources that are here. That would play pre-service, so the five minutes before service, or the minute or two before service. The people that are hanging out, because your guests are always early, by the way. You know that, right? 
your guests are always ready to go because um, because they are, just in general, right? So we did a welcome, what to expect. We hosted that experience. We had two songs that we mixed. Uh, we, we would do the video, and then the video would be rendered, and then the audio would be done separately by a different engineer, right? So that it was, it was great when we brought it together. Um, we did announcements, so the on-ramps. We pointed everybody to the app. To, we have a, a Simple Church app, which we use through Planning Center. It's free. If you're not utilizing that, you totally should. Uh, and so we'd have all of our on-ramps were on the app. That's where we point them, or the links would be in the description of the video, right? So that way, whenever the video showed up in YouTube land or on Facebook, the links would be there every single time consistently. Then we had a message. Uh, there was a call to action, which would be how, do you, how are you going to respond today? Uh, and there was always that digital connection card, which, again, you can do through Planning Center if you have that. Otherwise, you can just use a Google form. Google forms are really free. If you're just trying to capture somebody's information, you can put together a connection card from the piece of paper on a digital form, and it just makes it easy. By the way, if you're doing that, it really helps with the people who have to enter the data later, right? Because it's already entered for you. Just copy and paste. It's a beautiful thing, or Planning Center does it. Not my message, not my topic. <laughs> and then giving, all those on-ramps are there, uh, the digital means, text to give. If you aren't using digital means to give, I, I would just encourage you to do that. Even if you're concerned about the fee, there is a way with most apps that you can offer to allow the person who's tithing or giving to incur the fee themselves. So if they intended to give 10 bucks, it would say, do you want to pay the 20 cent transaction fee? And it adds to the amount, right? So. If you're concerned about paying that, to us, it's just the cost of doing business in a digital world. So make that decision. And then final calls to action. Uh, at the end of every message, whether it was kids or it was adults, it was like, comment, and share. Uh, for the kids stuff, it was subscribe because the main place for that was on YouTube. We're giving those calls to action. We'll see you next week, and make sure you subscribe. So that way, whenever it went live, the kids, because kids have their iPads nowadays, and they have kids' YouTube, and so they get a notification. It's ready to go, and they can watch it on their own. Um, so, so that, that's important. All right. Next, so, so what will you include in your digital storytelling? Uh, and then decide where you're going to do it. What platform are you going to use? Is this specifically made for social media? Because not every piece of content that you're going to create is made for social media. Long format is really a struggle bus on social media, right? Uh, especially if you're trying to broadcast live on social media. We've already discovered the, the, the challenges that come along with Facebook dropping it, the algorithm not giving it to people so that they can't find it. Well, I'm subscribed and I follow. Why can't I see it in my feed? You're just going to have to search for it, right? There's challenges to all those things, so figuring it out. Yes, sir? What is an ideal link for social media, for a social media live video? 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Yeah. 15 to 20 minutes is really what uh, most people are going to say is kind of the max for a live from start to finish if you're just doing one run. Now, there's things you can do to mix that up. You know, so if you've got you know, 15 or 20 minutes of a message and then you break it up with something fun or engaging, get their attention back, and then you can go maybe a little bit longer. But really, if you're doing one, one person, one floating head on that screen, 15 to 20 minutes is as long as you're going to get attention. Okay. Yep. Yeah, if you, if you don't have an online campus yet, uh, Craig Rochelle and Life Church put out something uh, that is an online platform. It's a campus that allows you to put the video out there, has a chat box, has a, a private prayer request. Somebody can be the host in there uh, and, and sort of make sure that the chat box isn't going crazy if you need to boot somebody, but also to interact with people, provide links uh, during the live message. It's really a great, uh, great platform, and that's online.church. Uh, 
that's the website, online.church, and you can set up your own platform. Uh, highly recommend it. We have it, and we love it, and we use it. But, you know, so you can have an online campus. Is your content just, just okay to be on, on podcasts, right? Like, so that's the question, too. Do you want to just do that? Um, for us, we already had a strong social media presence, and our messages were already stored uh, digitally and categorized. We were on YouTube. We had our online campus, social media, and we had all these podcasts. What we did, we just decided to bolster them, and we created a process to push out all that content. Um, but I would recommend the online campus no matter what you're going to do so that you can actually engage with people and it also keeps track of people that said yes uh, and all that is really important. So where you're going to choose the story and then uh, digital success or failure. You, you, in the digital space, you're the one that gets to determine what the win looks like, okay? So there's Carrie Newhoff who is, who's in this digital space says it was really hard to gauge what the win is. So you guys just get to decide what that win is, create a baseline, and then every week come back to look at your numbers again. Okay, so we didn't, we, our numbers haven't changed, we've plateaued. What can we do to increase engagement? That's a very powerful question, right? Do we need to change the format a little bit? Do we need to shorten it? Do we need to add this element? Whatever that might be. But those kind of questions will help you over time. You watch those numbers and you can make adjustments. Um, and then, you know, of course, failure is, uh, digital failure is you're going to miss out on, you'll have less guests because they're, they're missing out on that front door and you'll have limited influence, right? So I, I think that uh, you can grow your influence. I believe you can do this. I believe that, that it's going to take some work, but amen, we're the people of God. We are his church and his people, and I believe you guys can do it. If we can do it, you can do it. And that's the truth. Because, I mean, uh, one of the things people value about me is that, Aaron, you have no idea what you're doing. And that is the truth. I don't, most of the time. But we, but we do it anyway. Well, we have these frameworks. We ask these questions, right? So I, that's why I believe you can do it if you're ready to ask those questions. All right, it, it is past my time. If you need to go, you can. Uh, uh, but do we want to rapid fire these real quick? Is there any value to us rapid firing these real quick before we go? Or do you want to dismiss and go, and if you have questions, you can stay and ask. What's that? Oh, does it go to 1230? Oh. We got 10 minutes. I, I was like, I'm hearing people out there. I thought maybe I was over already. Well, 10 minutes. Great. Rapid fire questions. What, what questions can I answer for you? Or do you want to hit this board here? Hit the board? Board. 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 Okay. So let's do it. Uh, live stream audio and hardware. Um, uh, and then, then we just check that in and um, MP that separate in a live setting. Yep. So that, so that it's an online send only. Yep. Um, so that the main sound person can still do the board, and then the online person listens. We can log in on our iPad. Yep. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to have an isolated mix for that. Yeah. What it sounds like in the room will sound terrible yep. online. We've and seen churches that's like, I was there last week, and it sounded great. Watching it online, and wow, care. garbage. Hot garbage. Yep. It's and, a different mix. It's not Karen's fault. It's and, just what it is. And this isolated mix, you need to be in an isolated room. You cannot be in the room listening to it. So we've talked about setting up a space at, at our where we've got an office where somebody can sit and listen just to that audio. Um, storyteller skills. Uh, I would tell you, um, uh, John Maxwell has a book called Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. I would highly recommend that book. Uh, there's another book called... Uh, uh, revolutionary communicator by and it's all about Jesus how he was a revolutionary communicator I'd recommend those two resources obviously I don't have time now to do that but I would tell you where you can insert humor I think humor is the next the next great wave of what churches are going to look like and I'm not saying you have to be a comedian but find somebody who's funny and ask them to help you 
I'm just saying, find somebody who's funny, who values that, and have them help you. You know, just t- tell them, hey, this is what I'm talking about this week. What do you see that's funny here? And, and, and they'll be happy to help you. Sometimes you just need somebody that's got a weird bent on life to kind of help you see it a little different. And I'm that guy. I've got a weird bent, right? So I'm just saying. I'm, I'm also, I've been an entertainer since I was 16 years old. I'm a magician and a, and a performer, and so I bring that to the table. Not necessarily that I do magic every weekend. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I value comedy, and so I bring that to the table. Uh, so, uh, Revolutionary Communicator and uh, John Maxwell book, uh, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect are great books that I would tell you if you want to grow in your storytelling skills. And in fact, it's said that when you stop telling stories, you stop communicating. You're just giving them information, they're not listening anymore. I think it goes even to a lot of what, what I can't see your name from here, but Ryan. Ryan. I think Ryan. it goes a lot of what Ryan said. He said, well, what's the longest thing for, for video? 15 to 20 minutes sounds like, well, I preach for an hour. Yep. Well, the idea is that it's 15 to 20 minutes unless you're able to put something in there that re-engages people and that, that same cyclical pattern. That's why a lot of pastors, they do, um, you know, onstage examples or demonstrations. That, that's not to be cheesy. It's not to be cute. It's to re-engage an audience who is a, they've zoned out after 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we add the goofy pop-ups on the, the digital thing because not because we think it's cute or funny. Yes. But it's because someone's getting ready to zone out or click the Facebook tab that's right over here and then ding. Right <laughs> yep. Like it's, it's purposeful, right? Those moments to re-engage are really important, especially if you're planning on having an hour-long, 45-minute-long service mm-hmm. online. Yep. Yeah. So you can. I believe you can grow in this. This is this is one of those things. Um, importance. Tell me what the importance was. The importance of doing it. Is that is that the what, who said importance? All right, we, we nailed it. We got that one. It's good. Uh, t- telling better stories. I think our framework will help you tell better stories. Uh, so do we feel like we've answered that? Yeah. Okay, great. Is that a yes? I saw a hand like this, and I wasn't sure if that was a yes. Live stream, someone talked about dropping. Again, it's probably more of a licensing issue with music, yeah. background music, than actual tech, or it could be Wi-Fi. There are a lot of reasons why, why you'll get dropped from Facebook specifically. Are there any good resources for free royalty, like royalty-free music? That yes and no. There's lots of free resources that don't work. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> Facebook is Facebook. If you use something like the online campus, the, the church online platform, you can avoid all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'll, I can chat with you afterwards. Which I would tell you, you know, if you're going to invite people to church, I, we are having this ongoing discussion regularly. If you're going to invite people to church, I don't want to host church on Facebook because I don't particularly want to drive people to Facebook. But if you're already on there, I want to provide you a link to my campus so that you can join us, right? So that's the discussion we're having right now because Facebook is quirky and they will drop you. (laughs) You'll lose connection. They won't like a song that you're playing and they'll cut it or whatever, whatever it might be. You know, so any of the goofy stuff that you want to insert, like if you wanted to insert, you know, the final countdown because you're talking about the end of days and you want that music to play in the background, Facebook is going to shut that down quick. And people are going to try to watch it, and then you're going to get all kinds of complaints because they can see you, but they can't hear anymore because Facebook muted you, right? So just understand, there's, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's, it's mass market, mass appeal, because a lot of people are there, but you just got to train people. New culture, right? New, develop new culture. Um, communicating through a screen. I think that's what you spoke to him about. You know, we ran into the same issue where he hated preaching to a camera. He hated preaching to a TV. Oh, yeah. We started talking about, okay, so, so how do we communicate better through a screen? What does that look like? We realized that if we put chairs behind the camera, we put people in those chairs. We'd invite people to come to our studio and stand there and participate. He was no longer preaching to a screen. Also, uh, I, was si- I was sitting, so you saw me. These were early on messages, the later ones. They said, for me, um, my greatest connection is my energy. 
and when I was seated, I was very muted. They said, you got to get off the chair. So now I pace, and now I walk around, and now I talk. You never know what I'm going to do. And, and that's fine, but that's a struggle for my, for my media people that were doing it. Like, hey, you're, off, you're walking off camera. Hey, we're going to go back and do that again. You just, you just blew the whole shot. Like, you know, so, uh, w- which is fine in a studio situation, but like, so, so stand up. Stand up if you can. I know Andy Stanley sits. Stand up. <laughs> for coming across on the screen. Um, capturing the story. Whose question was that and how can I... I think the framework may have helped you. Is this you? You feel better about that? Is that yours? Yep. Excellent. Great. We win there. Authentic communication. Oh, this is a struggle bus here for a lot of people because when you're online, when you put something online, it's out there forever, right? So I think we kind of got to get in this space that that we understand that it's okay to be authentic, it's okay to be vulnerable. People will be inspired by your strengths, but they will connect through your weaknesses. So pastors and communicators in this room, do not be afraid to talk about your sin. Do not be afraid to talk about what you're going through. If you've got to apologize, apologize and share the story of an apology. Live by example. Share with people. If you want real connection, be a real human for crying out loud. I'm off my platform. Yeah. Next. <laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's, there's truth behind that. Whose favorite story in the world is like the story of perfection? That someone lived a perfect life and nothing ever happened to them? Nobody, right? It's unrelatable. The story is the underdog. They had nothing. They came from something. The whole story of Jesus. <laughs> Right, that's where it comes from. You have to be willing to tell that same story within your church. So even if it's a social media post or a message, being able to connect with them through vulnerability, through, hey, this is stuff we struggle with, this is stuff you may be struggling with, and then you give them a guide, you give them... So many people wind up at our church because I talk about my addiction to pornography. I don't care, I ain't scared of you. I'm set free in Jesus' name. Right? And I'm going to talk about it because it's likely that you aren't. Statistics say that 8 out of 10 people in this room right now use pornography at least once or twice a month. Let that settle in. There's a reason we've got to talk about it. And I get invited to all kinds of spaces. My, this gift of freedom has now made room for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what to avoid? My goodness. <laughs> Don't shoot for the moon. Shoot for your demographic. Decide who it is you're trying to reach. Stick with that. Um, be who you are. Don't try to be someone else. Um, what else did you say, Derek? Like, yeah. In your posts, you know, make sure your videos and your posts. It's not just, hey, this Sunday was beautiful and the smiling faces, and that's where it ends, right? There has to be some vulnerability. There has to be some authenticity. To yep. That. Yep. You, know, you have to. You have to be who you are. Yep. If you want to get a hold of Derek and I, these are our, our information. I've got business cards up here for me. Uh, but I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Really appreciate you. You guys are really great. <laughs>